Please, out. Out. Yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> hey. Out. Out the way. Out the way. Out. Out. Sit. Sit. Did, did you watch the Oscars? No. No, me neither. But, Lots of stuff happened, apparently. Uh, uh, Very important. <laughs> uh, bollocks. But there, there was this. Um, so it's a woman who won an Oscar, I think it's Viola something. I can't remember her name. Uh, it's, it's definitely Viola. Um, in her speech, she said... I became an... She said this through tears. Okay. Okay, okay. Which is important. She said, I became an artist. You became an artist. Yeah, I became an artist, and thank God I did, because we're the only profession that celebrates what it means to live a life. (laughs) Like, you can hear the strain in her shoulder joint as she pats herself on the back. (laughs) Like just I celebrate life. With the yeah, with the only profession that celebrates what it means to live a life. Well, yeah, but it, it, which lives? Like, you know, mass murderers—they're portrayed in films. Oh, what a celebrated life that Jack Ripley! <laughs> he was such a good. I'm so glad. Yeah, I've, I've loved. I love Jack Ripley. I love murdering women in the street. Uh, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. The like, Revenant, I, like the dude lived in a bear or something, didn't he? Guy <laughs> killed a bear. Yeah. Oh yeah. You've got to celebrate that life. I, it's just, I, I try, I, I did it. We, we both did drama degrees. And <laughs> we like, celebrate a lot of life. Like, <laughs> both did drama degrees, and I went on and did like, a, like, a, a, an arts masters, and I'm still like, it's not that important. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> like, I did it because I enjoy doing it, but I'm not going to pretend we're changing the world. Well, it highlights the fact that actors aren't writers. Like actors can't can't no. write their own work. No, 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 no. We and just... don't get me wrong. I do. I like acting. I re- I think there are a lot of amazing actors, but I think there's a big difference between an actor and a writer, and loads of other different. I think the acting is not the hardest job on a film set. Yeah. Like I think there's a lot more jobs. Even like the techies, like fucking rigging lights, yeah. rigging lights, rigging sound, everything yeah. all day, yeah. watching you take outtakes. Like, yeah, thanks. Oh, whoops. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Can we go again? Yeah, we'll go again. <laughs> I can't say the word memograph. <laughs> oh, really? You can't say a word? <laughs> oh. But they get the most attention for it. They like they represent... Every- like, what was who's um Who was... Uh, who did that prank show in America? Punked. Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, like he was in the news recently... Because apparently he started saving sex slave kids yes, in yes. some other country. And he's like, you know, this is really important. And don't be wrong. It's important. Yeah. Right? But. <laughs> be careful. Might as well just be, Matt Damon. <laughs> I'm Ashton Kutcher and I made so much money from fucking young women. In TV, like what was it? He's like look, that '70s show or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, the the na- the other Charlie Sheen. Hey, off! Oh, the dog's in the room. By the way, oh, yeah, so. it's not, I'm not just yelling at Steve. That's why right, don't, don't talk about two and a half men. All right, I mean, it, it sets me off completely. <laughs> oh, it's, it, did it ru- get ruined for you? Oh. <laughs> Apparently, it starts screaming at it. No, yeah, I have to um, be very aggressive with my dog um, because she enjoys it. She's a She's a, whatever they would say, a masochistic. She's masochistic or she's say, sadistic. She's not been in my room before. So no. it's all new. Yeah, to brought her over because um, I was 
Steve's parents have got a dog, and I played with it when it was a puppy, and now we're best mates. So I was like, oh, I'll bring over Honey to say hello. And Honey is now six months old and is the same size as the, their two-year-old yeah. Collie. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Jack, well, oh, this is going to be so fun editing this. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not editing this. Please. No, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't edit. Yes. So I was saying, we've got a dog. Don't talk it's about not two and a half, half men. men. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right, let's not talk about two and a half men. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Ashton Kutcher. Like um, people think that actors have got like this whole big um, person that they represent so much more than what they actually do. Like, the film is usually re- um, represented by the actors in the film, not by the people who made the film. Yeah. They're like, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio, that Inception film, oh, yeah, he was great in that. Yeah. So, yeah, but he wouldn't... Like, there's a Louis C.K., uh, there's a Louis episode with Matthew Broderick where Louis doesn't want to be um, an actor, but, like, Matthew Broderick wants him in this TV show or yeah. his film. And he's just a police... He's just a cop, a crime scene. And all his lines, all his, all his lines are... are you can't go in there. And you're like, why? Where, where, where's, where's my father? Well, your father's dead. And that was all. And he yeah. just couldn't deliver the line, your father is dead. Because it's a badly written line. <laughs> and he's not a good actor. The character is, he's not a good actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, try and get a good actor to say, your father is dead. Yeah. It doesn't work. No. So like, if the, if the script is written badly grammatically... Or rhythmically, then the films, then the actors can't do shit about. It. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, what was that? Was it Troll Two? Oh, that was like written by Italians oh, it was or amazing. something. Written by Italians in English badly. Yeah. And you said something like the actors were like, you know, we can make this into English for you. And yeah. they're like, no, 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 no. don't. <laughs> so like, you have this no. really broken English. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Really broken just, English version. It's of the, the film. most incredible film. <laughs> yeah, it just it, it needs to be seen. It deserves to be seen. I, I'd give that film an Oscar just so more people would watch it. <laughs> like, yeah, but like, like, have you ever watched, sat and watched a credit sequence, particularly yeah, on like a yeah. blockbuster film? Yeah, you're like the actor's name is one name in that thing, and there are <laughs> At the and, top. And it, and, yeah, and it goes on <laughs> for like ten minutes. Just names and names and names, and here's a team from Korea. What were they doing? <laughs> Nobody knows, but here they are. Here's a hundred of them. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I get, I get sick of all the fucking backpatting. Oh, there was a... <coughs> there's another bit where um, uh, Jimmy Kimmel was hosting this year, and he invited uh, a busload of normal people into the auditorium right. to hang out with the actors and like take pictures and like oh isn't this great for you that you get to spend time with these stars <laughs> for fuck's sake let's bust in the lesser people yeah <laughs> look at these oh, look at the like they give look Meryl Streep a standing ovation and stuff oh yeah Oh, yeah, Meryl Streep got a standing ovation. Did she win an award? No, no, no. <laughs> Just got a standing <laughs> ovation. <laughs> Just uh, off. off. Wait. All right. <laughs> you sound like a baboon. And then Noah realised he was punching a baboon. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of Eddie Izzard. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Did he? Eddie Izzard. Yeah, like, he went pretty weird. <laughs> when? Quite, like, if you like him recently, oh, she like he's still socks, being, you know, Eddie's still being cool. Yeah, but um, just 
you know how like you know with the invention of like uh, Instagram and, and all these kind of stuff, people are sharing more of their lives. Yeah, it was like Eddie Izzard is sharing like his home, his childhood train set. Oh, right. oh my dad's put this in a museum. Well, just taking pictures of it. No, it's a film of him. Like this is my train. This is my train set when I was a kid. Oh right, <laughs> it's, like, it's really <laughs> surreal. Like he's and he is like, he's surreal. He's, yeah. he's incredible, but it's like it's a really weird avenue to go down. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, he's gone very very political, which is uh, yeah. Really cool. he, well, he was he always kind of like outside of the stand up. He always went a little bit political, but inside of the stand-up, the only bits of politics he really did were, like, politics from 200 years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that was his thing. He said, like, he realised that people weren't really talking about history. And he was, yeah. like, history. He's like, fuck it, I'll just do loads of history. Yeah. It's good. I, yeah, I learned quite a lot, I think, <laughs> from watching him. <laughs> Most of his shows have been, have had a big chunk of history in them. Yeah, well, that was his big, he tapped into it. He's like, this is my thing now. Mm. I'm just going to keep on doing it. Cool. That, did it's great, star. because you just, you can just spend the whole, and he did a bit on it as well. You can just spend the whole time reading Wikipedia, and he can make mm. a whole stand-up act out of it. I mean, like, he's got to find, a, like, a voice for it or whatever, but, like... Yeah, yeah. Um, he educates via... <laughs> She's eating a box of toothpicks. Oh. <laughs> Welcome God. to my world. I um, I play fetch with my dog while I'm taking a shit in my house. Right. Because I like to be efficient. Right. Right. So I throw the ball down the stairs. She sprints down the stairs, sprints back up. It's a nice little, yeah. uh, you know, fitness cardio thing. <laughs> um, but this time, um, she expertly threw um, the tennis ball into the toilet. <laughs> while I was taking a shit <laughs> don't know like no you shouldn't do this I, I get that like, three points well done yeah, yeah. but like that's a, that, that, like, that's a shot from the halfway line she <laughs> was from the bottom of the stairs yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> that would have been impressive <laughs> mousetrap kind of event that ruins a tennis ball yeah <laughs> thanks <laughs> Mousetrap's a weird board game. I, I like board games because... <laughs> Wait for your inevitable slow death. <laughs> it's not just that. It's like... like my, Board games are a thing about skill and, uh, and, and about thinking and processing ideas and building strategy and whatnot. Like, Mousetrap is like, okay, well, it's a board game, but, you know, here's a big contraption. So you don't have to think about strategy and everything. You've just got a thing to look at and, oh, look, all the bits move and everything. That's great. Happy board gaming. It's not mm. It's not really a board game. And plus the fucking cage never worked. I don't forget there's frustration. Like, there's lots of board games that aren't well, the yeah, same. Well, yeah, but that's as, still, like, that's maths. It's like, that's moving counters and, and hopping. I don't think moving is maths. What? Like, yeah, you have to count. I, I yeah. put it with you, but I'm not sure frustration has a lot of... But there is yeah, a, there is a strategy. To... Oh, or am I, I'm thinking Ludo. I have never played Ludo. Never Wait. mind. Yeah, there is a strategy to Ludo because you can block other people from get from getting their pieces around. So you think it's that. Oh, uh, right. uh, there might that might be frustration. I don't remember. Oh, I'd really rather she wasn't chewing those. <laughs> <laughs> I wear those every day. Right. Like one side of my foot was black for about three days, which isn't great. I don't think. Um, no, I had that. Um... Oh, the exact same thing happened to me. Uh, first, I think, week of university, um, I was like, I'll play basketball because I'm tall. <laughs> and, uh, 
Sorry, there's a dog still in the microphone. Um, yeah, I was like, I can play basketball. I'm tall. Yeah. I went for a slam dunk. <laughs> Nearly made it. Yeah. Definitely landed. Yeah. But on the side of my whole leg. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's... And it was it was the worst sprain I've ever had. It sprained my ankles lots. Yeah, it really sucks. I've got... I think I've got about 80% mobility back. Like, the up and down is fine. It's the twisting. And you don't realise how much twisting you do until you yeah. can't. <laughs> it just fucking hurts. Yeah. And now she's chewing up my ankle brace just to spite me. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, the first week of uni was meant to be, like, the big social time. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, I break my leg. <laughs> so I was just laying in bed watching, I think, Friends. <laughs> and like people right. would just visit me people I didn't like <laughs> like the sick ward <laughs> yeah well do you, do you remember um, a guy called Declan uh, Irish rugby guy yes he was a twat he was just a bit of a prick but yeah. in, he, he was in, in a simple Irish way yes yes like he wasn't an aggressive person no he was no. just an annoying as fuck talking for talk's sake yeah like oh you know people like me because I'm Irish it's like no they don't like you like, please leave me alone yeah um, yeah he'd come by my house and give me gummy bears I'm like fuck off Declan <laughs> I mean I appreciate the visit but fuck off <laughs> who's that one that shit on her floor oh yeah <laughs> yeah 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 there's a conspiracy about that basically this one um, girl in our first year um she got ridiculously blackout drunk and woke up with a pile of shit on her carpet. Yeah. And she doesn't think she did it, whereas everybody thinks she did. But now there is a weird... There was a very strange guy who mm. lived in halls right. and was friends with her. Okay. Who would, like, fuck the radiator and <laughs> do that kind of... Like, do that outrageously um, yeah. kind of stuff where it's like, he probably just shat on her floor. Yeah. So, you know, it's a big conspiracy. But she... Her... Her self-esteem went down oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. ridiculously. Yeah. But she was... Uh, yeah, shitting on your floor will do that to you. Didn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so confident. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's shit. fine. No, well, uh, well, I think it was my, my third, uh, third my third year, and the toilet kept breaking because it was yeah. just a shit toilet. So instead of, like, getting the landlord out to fix it... Cause I just, oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this, yeah. Yeah, I would just shit in curry jars... <laughs> And then, yeah. <laughs> and just put them on the fire. Yeah, we just burn them. It was eco-friendly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's not going to waste. It's being, it's evaporating into the sky. It turns <laughs> into stars. Burning shit. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, that's what people good. do. People burn shit. So yeah, natural fuel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, it, it, it yeah. was half Saving that, half tikka masala. Biofuel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, that was, that was, that was when I was living with you, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, so that would have been my third year. Yeah, and I, you'd you'd shit in jars, and I'd go and shit at the pub. Yeah, which was like two minutes down the road. Yeah, and I'm not rude like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, yeah. No, no. I'm going to put someone out, but it's coming to their place of business. I wasn't in a, exactly in a position to afford a coke every time I wouldn't need the shit. <laughs> yeah, but I could afford an empty curry jar. <laughs> yeah, that was a strangely carefree year. <laughs> So carefree that I did it again. <laughs> Twice. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that third year was, uh, yeah. Lots of, lots of shit went down. Lots of shit got burned. Like, there was a lot of street festival in the town we were living in. So we stole all of their fate cardboard uh, bears. Did you, yeah, burn a bear. Burnt them all. Um, did we? We just had fires all the time. And we broke that guy's kid's bike. Yeah. Because of we, firewood. Cause, yeah, because we took, 
Um, we took a tree stump from the cricket club because they were like, well, you can have it if you can move it. And it was yeah. big. Yeah, we put it on a truck or something. We put it in the back of my car. Oh, was it? And then proceeded to try oh, and get over the, steer, oh, over the speed uh, bumps. Speed bumps. <laughs> yeah, with the, with the fucking with bumper the dragging on the floor. <laughs> yeah, Greg holding it still. And yeah, if I'd gone around a corner, it would have killed him. <laughs> <laughs> And Killed then, by stolen firewood. Yeah, so we got we got it back to the house, and there's no, there was no like, th- like straight through to our garden because it was like a semi-detached, wasn't it? So you couldn't, we couldn't, it wouldn't fit through the door. It was fucking huge, and we, it was too heavy for us to carry. We kind of rolled it to the car, and then got like eight people to lift it in from the cricket club or something, and then tried to drive it down the road, and then. So we've been trying to navigate this and trying to figure out how the fuck to get it done. And there was a pathway down our, down the side of the house. And then, so we were like, well, maybe we can carry it down there. But it was like, t- from there and back up into the back garden, it was probably like, what, 50 metres? Probably. Maybe maybe a bit longer. It, it was just a rough go. So the neighbours yeah. came out and was like, do you yeah. want my kid bike? Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I've got, my, I've got this bike. And then we put it on and got it halfway down the path and it just buckled. <laughs> and just, like just destroyed this kid's bike. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah, I mean, it had stabilizers. So. <laughs> it <laughs> did uh, and a bell. Did stuff. Yeah. <laughs> bell went off. Yeah, and then we burnt that log for a year. It was a good log. It was a good log. Put the TV on it. Burnt that. <laughs> had half a crushed kid stuck to the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a good year. Oh, it was that that's that's government funded education right there. Yeah. Yeah. There was a mystery snail in that house. A mystery snail? Yeah, well we used to like every house I lived in when I was at uni there'd be you'd come down every night and there'd be every morning there'd be slug trails on the floor because they'd gotten in through the night and gone around everywhere. But in that house there was a there was, you know the the kitchen had like an archway entrance yeah. to it but no door. Oh uh, yeah. I think I didn't mean that. You would you'd come down every morning and there'd be a snail, like, just at the top of the arch. <laughs> and every morning you'd take him and put him outside, but there's no holes anywhere or anything. And it's a snail, it's not a slug, it can't squash itself. But then every morning you come down again and find this fucking <laughs> sna- snail in the, in the archway. It was a, yeah, it was a good house. <laughs> a lot of things yeah. happened in that Lawn house. Lawnmower in the lounge. Yeah, alcoholic shipped in. Yeah, a very <laughs> clean one, though. He, he, always, he always kept the house else. clean. <laughs> he did nothing else. He kept the house clean, but the the trade off for that was, uh, yeah, he was an alcoholic, uh, and stole he spat cigarettes. on the floor, <laughs> spat on the kitchen floor a lot, and stole food and stole lots of stuff. Yeah, and tried to con me into making him alcohol every week. Oh yeah, yeah, because he tried. Yeah, he tried to get. He tried to give you his watch. <laughs> I remember that. Like <laughs> we had we had friends over. He's got to be dead now. Oh, He's I don't know. Be. He's lost his watch. He's <laughs> <laughs> the first thing to go. He doesn't know what time it is. What's his name? Ryan? Yeah. Ryan? Ryan. I didn't know his second name. I don't know if he had one. I don't know if he could afford one. <laughs> just a fucking... I thought he was a friend of the landlord's when he moved in. And he was just trying to get his life together or something. But the landlord didn't even fucking know him. He met him at a funeral. Really? Yeah. I thought it was his sister's something sister's brother-in-law he might have been, well it might have been some yeah, kind of funeral. relation but Fancy like, me and you here yeah. a place to live yeah yeah he just never paid him any rent no and just painted the banisters i think that's all he did yeah 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 and while we were there he just tried to kind of keep the place nice or whatever but then 
in his room, he had the bed that belonged to the house that was always there. And then he had like two shirts and a pair of jeans and a knife. <laughs> <laughs> He's and, ready. He's ready for everything. That, that was it. Didn't he come? Didn't he come at you with that knife at some point when you were coming through the back door? Because our house was really secure, um, <laughs> and if you forgot your front door key, you could just go and pull the back door open. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think he did come at me with a knife. <laughs> I don't remember it well, but I definitely remember coming in the back door. Yeah. And being accosted by him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, Ryan, what are you doing? <laughs> but this is the same guy who I can't remember what he was drinking. He drank something. And um, he sat and watched a scratched DVD <laughs> for uh, four hours. Yeah. Look, when I say a scratched DVD, I mean it was skipping constantly <laughs> to the point where you could, all you hear was uh, every half an hour. Yeah. And he sat there watching it. <laughs> sat there watching it for that long. That's how much he valued time. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you haven't got anything to do, time's... Not really a thing, is it? Well, I, can, I can watch this. Yeah, he's still going to die. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> you still need to do things. Yeah. Um, you've seen um, Netflix has got a new series. Which one? Um, Ultimate Beast Master. Oh! Um, it's Slice Stallone and Terry Crews. We looked at it yesterday, but I didn't actually watch it. I yeah. watched some uh, last night. It was actually it was pretty good. Yeah? It's definitely like... Is it like Ninja Warrior? Basically, Ninja Warrior meets Wipeout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And apparently, they're like the best athletes on the planet, right? Which they're not. Yeah. But I mean, there was like one guy who's an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. um, Who was like, you know, I'm the best. You do this. It's very, it's very good to watch. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, very. I I can't specify. There's so much USA, USA, USA. And it's just like, okay, right, fucking, fucking, because they've got like, I think it's members from six different countries. Like they have 12, no, yeah, they have 12 competitors from six countries. So you have like two from each and there's six commentating teams, one from each country that you cut to and see how they're doing and stuff. Yeah. And you just have Stallone introducing, doing the intro and the outro, (laughs) obviously in front of a blue screen. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Stallone. (laughs) (laughs) It all happens inside this robot dragon thing <laughs> where you like the head is the first level um then the second level is like the brain or something i don't know seems I mean. like something i should watch under the influence of something interesting it's definitely good to watch when you're eating something gluttonous right like you're watching it you're like these guys wasting the time <laughs> i could i could do that <laughs> but it's actually it's actually pretty entertaining it's pretty, pretty good to watch but yeah, yeah it's very uh very nationalist like yeah. a lot of a lot, I, lot of different places but I, it's great to see America I saw lose. Ad- I, th- I thought I read that it was like six different countries yeah but it's very USA well you I, I'm assuming because we're watching it in the UK we get the American commentating side so right. like they go into de- like there's two American contestants each time you tend to always get a clip of where they're from in America yeah. what their family's like and you get that with the other countries as well, but it's definitely more of America. Yeah. And it's like Terry Crews and this chick yeah. like doing the commentating. Whereas if you're watching it in South Korea, you probably see the South Korean commentators more than anybody else. I want to see... I'd, l- I'd love to see that and, and for it to... Off! Oh. Off! She's learned that from a distance, she doesn't have to fear me as much. <laughs> so as soon as I start moving, she's like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Which I don't like instilling fear in the dog. I like to think it more of respect. 
<laughs> He's just testing my respect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So what you what's your trailer of it? Yeah, I want to I want to see um like those packages showing the family life and how they grew up and what they do for a living and everything like that. But I want to see it for someone who was a Somalian child soldier or something. <laughs> That'd be fucking great. Well, there's a few like slum stories. I'd quite like to see one from um I don't know. I don't want a sub story. I want like a horrific story. Yeah. But South Korea can't fuck with them. No, they're pretty, pretty on it. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty good. That in Germany, I've only watched a few. Oh, on the sh- on that show. Yeah, and they're uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's very satisfying to see America lose. I don't know why. I think it's because it's an American show designed to show how great America is. Yeah, and that makes sense. Don't trust her. <laughs> well, I won't be bringing her here again. <laughs> Put it that way. So, what's the next uh, injury you want to get? Um, what? You've had the ankle. You've had the ugly face. What's I'd like something. <laughs> I'd like something like <laughs> that, that. That's a bit less debilitating, so I can still do exercises without damaging it necessarily, but kind of look a bit pathetic doing it, like a broken arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've always liked the idea of having a sling. Yeah, well, I had one when I, I was stole a... my friend's slings when they broke their arms. <laughs> I don't want to so a kid for a broken collarbone because I was jumping on the bed and I fell off. Um, what is it with jumping on the bed? What do you mean? Kids love it. Yeah, it's great. I never did it. Well, I couldn't afford a trampoline. <laughs> I saw a trampoline fly. You had a swimming pool at your house. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, all these fucking kids in their <laughs> beds. Why don't they just jump in the pool? <laughs> You say I had a swimming pool, and there was a swimming pool in the house. It was largely full of pond life and ice icebergs floating around. Yeah. I still swam in it, yeah. but uh, it wasn't the most uh, enjoyable. Off! Off! No. Sit. 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 You get much... Um, witnessing of hurricane doris that uh, <laughs> ravaged the west midlands uh it looked a bit windy outside yeah it looked windy from the house yeah when i went for a drive a trampoline crossed the street <laughs> <laughs> dragging the bloody corpse of uh, my dog's eating a cactus That's my fun. dog is eating a cactus <laughs> and she's going back for more <laughs> why have you got toothpicks because I had something in my teeth. Yeah. Why did you need the use of wood? Why didn't you use your toenails? <laughs> <laughs> They're not long enough. Oh, you're really playing along with this, aren't you? Oh, yeah, no, it's this. Let's come up with factual reasons. <laughs> Let's riff. No! <laughs> How's the empty fish tank? You still got enough fish food for that fish tank? <laughs> Yeah, Where no, did fi- you get fish? Didn't you get a shrimp at one point? There's, there's still a shrimp in there, but the fish died, so I decided to keep the memory alive by keeping the shrimp alive. <laughs> I don't think there's a shrimp in there, mate. There is. <laughs> no matter what anybody says, science, religion, whatever they say, there's a shrimp in there's there. There's a shrimp. In that tank. No, it's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely there. It's just a nightlight, isn't it? In, uh, in, in some, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, well, I mean, it, sometimes. Well, at night it is. It goes off at night, so. It goes off at night. So, no, it's not. So they, it? you give it a light during the day from a manufactured light bulb. Yeah, it's almost as though I'm trying to emulate real life, isn't it? Doesn't, isn't there already natural light in your room? Not enough. Not enough for a fish! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fish! 
greedy with with the sun. Oh, no, shrimp, no. classic sunbathers. No, not enough for the plants. Not enough for the plants? No. Why don't you put it in the window? Because you're not supposed to put them in direct sunlight because they can't regulate the temperature. It's off! But yeah, back to Hurricane Doris. Yeah. You, you just noticed a bit of wind. Apparently someone died. Yeah, I heard got someone... Got hit by got... roof debris or something. Yeah, well, I was... On the way home, I saw, like, smashed tiles and stuff all over the road. I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Death by chimney. Yeah. That would be insane. That would be another great way to go. Yeah, that was reported... Remember, there was a there was an earthquake in Britain a few, like, like ten years yeah. ago or something. I was at uni, and I happened to be awake at the time because it was four o'clock in the morning, and, like, yeah. and I was a student, so that's <laughs> what you do at four in the morning. You stay awake Wait and for don't go to classes. Yeah, and then suddenly everything wobbled a bit. And I was like, oh, this is fucked up. And it was doubly fucked up because I was a little bit baked at the time. <laughs> but suddenly everything in the room started shaking. And then it stopped. Um, and then they reported on the news there'd been an earthquake and someone's chimney pot had fallen over. And that was the extent of the damage. <laughs> uh, it's like earthquake in italy earthquake in like san francisco or california or something huge devastation roads <laughs> caved in and everything in fucking crew Forest fires. like a, a chimney's fallen over somewhere soil she's eating soil <laughs> off um okay then let's uh, let's just uh, reschedule and we're back <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you've probably heard it because it's probably been edited in. There's been quite a lot of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> quite a lot of screaming at dogs and throwing them around the room <laughs> and uh, stopping them from destroying things and f- sunbathing fish because Steve apparently... Didn't you have rats? I did. Yeah. yeah. I've got rats. I don't <laughs> boast. <laughs> you garden. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, in fairness, I had to go and buy my rats. Like, yours yeah. just came to you. I, I, I am the rat man. <laughs> yeah, you are the I stand in the garden, yeah. rats around me. All you needed was a garage full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> if only I'd known. She chases rats. That's good. Like, well, well, she chases them into the garage. Because so you're not poisoning them or anything, so you need, you need something to get rid of them. <laughs> I was going to get a crossbow. <laughs> my dad bought a catapult. But and it, well, like, like a trebuchet? No, 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 no. Like your dad doesn't do things by halves. <laughs> no, <laughs> boulders. Yeah. yeah, it was like it was fine, but it wasn't very accurate. Um, so, <laughs> so, and every time we tried to take out a rat, we had to replace the garden fence. <laughs> <laughs> had to replace the dog. <laughs> no, like one of those little uh, hand hand ones with the wrist brace on it and everything. But, yeah. Like, and he was meant to use it, like I guess, to kill the rats or whatever, or, to, or whatever. But he just used it to shoot mum's garden gnomes. So we don't have gnomes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do something similar to my mum. My mum hates pigeons for some reason. Yeah. Um, so she wanted an air rifle. Just to shoot <laughs> right. pigeons in the garden. Or like Amazing. a BB gun. I'm not something sure you're you allowed it. to use them in a crowded residential <laughs> area. <laughs> She doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, just something to shoot. Like I like the idea of going in to get your gun. Yeah. Like my mum keeps a baseball bat by the bed mm. because my mum's hard and she'll beat the shit out of a burglar. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, she had like a, I can't remember what it was called, but it was something called like Old Bloody or something like that. So yeah, I was going to get her a gun, but I didn't. I didn't know how far she would go. Like sometimes she can get pretty pissed. Yeah. And I didn't want to get shot by my mum. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah she chases rats which is great but rats are fast yes so by the time I've let her out the yeah. rats are like there's a dog coming <laughs> I'm gonna go indoors yeah I was half expecting yeah Hurricane Doris I was half expecting my garage to 
erupt like a twister mm. and loads of rats to kind of come piling out or yeah. like get get blown out of the out of the holes or something like that. That would be much more a better world if it was more comic based. Mm. Where if it was windy, things flew out of houses as well as trampolines crossing the road. <laughs> <laughs> fucking people like that. Yeah, we had a lot of calls in work saying people's roofs and stuff had blown off the things that we'd fitted for them. We were just like, yeah, <laughs> act of God, <laughs> act of God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pay for it again. <laughs> That's, that's such a PC phrase, isn't it? For tough shit. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was God. <laughs> Maybe God doesn't like you. Exactly. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> well, isn't insurance meant to pay for accidental damage? Well, unless it was done by an interdimensional being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then it's like, well, how do you prove that? You <laughs> But, like, I mean, like a volcano erupting. Yeah. But that was an issue for some people. Like, when the, uh, in, Recu- in Iceland, there was a volcano years ago. Yeah. And people couldn't fly. And their oh, yeah, tickets yeah. weren't refunded or something because it was an act of God. Yes. And it's like, yeah, but that's what insurance is for. Yeah. It's a scam, but that's what it's for. Mm. <laughs> like, I paid for this and now I can't use it. Can you pay me back? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we can't. Go ask God. Yeah, read your book. Wasn't that yeah. a Billy Conley film, The Man Who Sued God? I, I never actually watched it. Rings a bell. Oh, I watched um, the new Billy Connolly, actually. Uh, Stand-up special. Yeah, High Horse. I haven't actually watched... I went Donkey to see, I went to see, Yeah, 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 he's High Horse. I went to see it, but I haven't actually watched the recording of it. It's very strange to see him, because he's very old. Well, he's, he's got Parkinson's. He's got Parkinson's now, so he's not... Like I said, I think I said to you when we were yeah. talking about it, he's not as animated as he used to be but that's like a soft way of putting it he's yeah. incredibly statuesque yes yeah he doesn't move around not really even no. when he like drinks a glass of water it's pretty you know it's, it's yeah. a struggle yeah so it's pretty intense but it's i mean he's billy Connolly, isn't he mm. i mean i've always seen i've always thought of him as a really great comedian but only from like a kid and i haven't really watched him since yeah and the reason i liked him as a kid was because he talked about some childish topics yeah i never thought of him as a comedian the same way as like, as like a political comedian or something like that he's just a funny story person he's just a very good storyteller works like yeah. an old guy kind of yeah. telling stories about oh he accidentally shat himself this one time yeah or he accidentally did this but yeah like, is is listening to you could listen to him talk for a very very long time what's the thing i, I think the th- the thing that about him that um that I, the best description of him I heard, or the best kind of embodiment of him, the story that embodied him the best, was um, uh, I think was it what was the film he was in with Judy Dench? Was it Mrs. Brown or something like that? And it was about right. him as Queen Victoria's servant or chauffeur or oh, right. some shit like that. Um, and she said during downtime when because uh, when, they were filming in Scotland when the weather was too bad to film or anything like that, they used to go to a pub and he would just get. Like a pot of tea in a like a teapot and a cup, and he'd sit at a table with her, and he would just tell stories for yeah. hours and hours, and he just never ran out of them, and it was <laughs> constant, and um, and it, it was just and like that, that that's just kind of him, I think. That's that that's 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 what I think of when I think of Billy Connolly, just this guy who could just regale people for hours yeah. and hours and hours. And it's not like he's, I mean, he's done some exceptional stuff. Like, I think he did a lot of traveling shows where yeah. he would ride his trike up and down yes. countries yeah, and yeah, the yeah. world and stuff like that. So he'd gone, he's done a lot of traveling. But it's mainly just, he was just in a folk band and just yeah. you know, did a bit of traveling there and just met people. And he just instigated conversation. It's all about 
the thing that I've learned from trying to write funny things mm. is absolutely everything can be turned into a funny story if you're paying attention to it. Yeah. I mean, the trampoline flying across the road. Yeah. I almost forgot about that when it was happening. <laughs> it was just like, oh, yeah, they probably didn't tie their trampoline down. Yeah. And it was all towards like, that's actually a very funny image in my head when I think of it. Yeah. And um, seeing what people do, um, you know, somebody falls out, somebody um, says something inappropriate in a, in, a, in a public place like yeah they shouldn't be saying that yeah. and if you just turn it on its head and be like i'll think that's funny like there's a bit i don't i don't want to you know, give away you know i don't want to take anyone's material or anything but billy Connolly does a bit about um he did a gig at a hospice yes yeah 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 <laughs> i remember that and you know there were like people in hospital beds and he's convinced that somebody died during it <laughs> yeah <laughs> So it's it's most the most people ninety percent of people would have stopped the gig, or yeah. would have like panicked and what do we do? What's going on? Or would have felt extreme sadness and, and done something. But he found it funny <laughs> that as he was performing, somebody died. <laughs> so so his reaction to that was not to not to stop anything. Was to just kind of slowly watch it develop. <laughs> Because then, like, the death rattle comes, and the rest of his band think that he's trying to sing. <laughs> so they're like, oh, yeah, yeah everyone, yeah, come on. <laughs> and he just walks up to me like, I, don't, I think that guy's dead. No, he's not. He is. I think he't dead. <laughs> Isn't this incredible? He's just looking at it from a positive perspective of yeah. comedy. And that's all that it is. And, and so, yeah, you get so many stories out of it because if you're always looking through the world through a story lens, you're always going to find um, little, little pockets of stuff that you remember and that make you laugh when you think back on them. Well, it's, it's rewrites, isn't it? Like, I've, I've written a lot of stuff that um, ended up, I mean, being about as funny as I can get it. Um, but never on the first right. Like it's going back and analysing and and tightening and and reworking. And well, I think you get you get you definitely get used to it. I mean, I've spoken to people. I mean, I, I, there are some stories that there are some stories I've I've, I've I've experienced and retold, and every retelling it's gotten tighter. Yeah, yeah. So I've definitely I have definitely noticed that. But I think there's also. You, you, it's a skill there are so many people who can't tell stories who can't tell jokes or if they're telling you about their day it's like yeah. why are you telling me this yeah you know it's like what ha and then i'll find you're you're listening to it and you'll find a story in there that they haven't noticed yeah you know so i think there's i think there's a there's a, there's a skill to um having that kind of um, charisma yeah. It's what it is. It's charisma. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Like being able to bullshit your way through anything and being able to kind of riff and talk for ages while yeah. still being entertaining. Well, it's no. because I, I think there's so many times um, I've noticed when in the in the past when I've been telling the story. Now I don't get it as much these days, but I think people might get it in general where they'll be telling a story and they'll think of something that'll be like that could be funny. Actually, it might not be, and then they don't say it and yeah. they just carry on. I think a lot of people kind of prob probably go through that during during retelling things just because they don't, they don't like it's almost it's almost like it's like it's taking a risk yeah like just retelling something that's happened in your day you you you're taking taking a risk by doing it because you're kind of putting yourself on a spot because well, everyone's just, like say something interesting well you just feel it's a lack of confidence in things i mean t take last week's podcast for example um while we were recording it we got towards the end and i didn't feel like we had ended it i couldn't find a point where yeah. we had ended it 
So I started to riff on the idea of, well, good luck to, you know, good luck finding the ending in this. Yeah. Like nothing, we're going to end it on the pedophile stuff and then it turned into, and then something evolved from that. Yeah. You know, if, if instead if we just waited, yeah. been like, you can't, you can't say when are we going to end it or where, what's the ending going to be? Yeah. It's just like, no, you, you make comments. Bill Burr said it best, I think, when it, when it comes to, um, uh, Bill Burr said it best that if you don't, people, you, there, there, there's, there's certain rules when it comes to conversations and all stand up is a conversation. This isn't what Bill Burr said. This is just me saying it based on yeah. something Bill Burr said. Um, it's, it's all stand up is just a, a conversation. It's first impression at house party is the best way I can put it. So if you're having a conversation with somebody and something crazy happens and yeah. nobody addresses it. It's it's bizarre. You don't know what to do, and it's not a natural conversation. So if you if you're a comedian and you follow somebody who just caught fire, if you if you followed the burning monk, yeah, right, who set fire to himself on stage and turned into ashes, and then you come on to do your stand-up routine, yeah. Um, if you don't address the fact that somebody just set fire to themselves, people aren't <laughs> going to listen to anything you've got to say. No, no. Because you're not a real person anymore. They're yeah. like, you're just reading from a script now. Yeah. Like, are you not going to address what just happened before? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You could, it's, I, a lot of that is about staying present. Well, it's always... it's staying, staying natural. Yeah. Know? It's having an actual conversation. Um, so, yeah, yeah, when it comes to um, people telling stories and think of something funny, they go like, oh, you know, I shouldn't I shouldn't say that. Maybe I shouldn't say that. I won't do this. Yeah. And it's just, no, just if it feels, if it's what you would do in a natural conversation, just do it. Just, just You can say whatever you want. It can always be fixed later. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Everyone accepts that you're human. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one th- uh, my health has been pretty shit uh, this week and last week, pretty recently. Um, and I think the best way that I've come to describe it <coughs> the best way to describe depression i think at least from my experience is it's like you're sitting in a burning building mm. and you're aware that the building's on fire and your mentality is one day i'll live in a house that isn't on fire <laughs> <laughs> your mentality is eventually this will all be fixed yeah. and go away so like if you're if you're overweight you'll be like eventually i won't be overweight i'll be yeah. in shape and i can even plan for when I'm in shape, like this yeah. is what I do, and this is what's going to happen. Just like you would draw, you'd be in a burning building, yeah. sketching out the house you want to live in that isn't on fire. Yeah. Um, what you have to do is put out the fire. You have to take control. You have to before you can start getting healthy, regardless of what it is, whether it's physical health or mental health. You need to first of all be in a better mental health place and better physical health place. Yeah. There's no point lifting weights when you when you've broken your legs. You have to wait until your legs have, have healed. Yeah. And you need to focus and plan on right. I need to look after myself right now, not be the the solution isn't down the road. The solution is now. Yeah. So what do you want to do? So if you're um if you want to lose weight, then you need to be happy in the body that you are at the moment. Yeah. So you need to have clothes that fit. You need to make an effort with your appearance. If you want to change your appearance, you need to at first have a starting point. Yeah. That's the problem with the majority of it is there's no starting point. There's just the, every, everybody looks a year down the road where their house is, they're in a house that's not on fire. Yeah. A fire is probably a bad example, but it's just, it's the most picturesque. I yeah. could describe it more as damp. Like, yeah, because it's, it's it's a much more subdued kind of pain or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
um so yeah instead of being like right i'm going to go to the gym every day and, and do all this it's like first of all you have to be like no first of all you need to sort out how you feel about yourself now mm. and put yourself in a good place now whether that is going to the gym once a week or however much however much time yeah but it's putting an effort in and um sorting yourself sorting your perception of yourself out first yeah and that's that's, that's the biggest thing i've noticed people do with depression is they want it to go away but because they're not happy in where they are at the moment, yeah. they just they skip all those steps, and it obviously never gets done because you're never putting out the fires in your house. You're just sketching out the idea of the house you want to live in that's not on fire. Yeah, you're just living by one day. Yeah, one day. Exactly. At some, at Eventually, some point. yeah, I'll, I'll sort it out. Yeah, exactly. But it's, that's not actually doing anything to help you. And it is as dramatic as sitting in a house fire. Yeah, because your health is at risk. Your, your life is at risk. Your, your, the, 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 the time spent in your life, your 20s, your 30s or whatever, are at risk. Yeah. While you're just sitting in this house fire being like, it'll probably go out in a couple of years and everything will be fine. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, people need to take better control of their life. And it, yeah, it's applicable to everything. And that's just something, a realization I had this week where, yeah, yeah went into quite a deep depression. And, uh, yeah, just was like, yeah, that's my attitude is eventually everything will be fine. Yeah. And it's not a case of you need to sit down and plan your day or you need to do this mm. and do that. It's like, no, before you even get to the point where you start making plans and ideas, yeah. you have to put out the fire. Yeah. So you have to, you have to get, like, right, you yeah, have to walk the, out the, the house. The planning and everything is, is rebuilding. That's, that's repairing. There's no point in making repairs until the fire's out. Yeah, don't do that while your house is on fire and you're sat in the living room. Yeah. It's, 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 it's yeah, it was just the, the metaphor just kind of clicked for me. Yeah, no, that works. And it's yeah. just, yeah, all this planning and stuff, you're doing it in a fiery blaze. And you just go, no, obviously, in that example, the first thing you do is get out of the house. And what do you do? What, what, so when you've gotten out of the house, what do you do? Well, mm. you, sh- you don't start planning for a house that's not on fire outside a burning building. No. You have to find a new place to live. Yeah. Temporarily. So that you can be like, right, now I'm living in a hotel or whatever. Yeah. I've got a roof over my head. I've got food and whatever. Now I can start like, what, what's next? Yeah. And then you start pooling your resources. How much money do I have? How much time do I have? All this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then figure out where it is you want to go. The problem is people don't leave the burning building and people don't go and find shelter elsewhere. Yeah. They just burn. Um, they burn while they sit in their, in their house. Or they sit outside their house watching it burn. Yeah. The one I don't get is it's, it's people waiting to be given opportunities. And the reason I don't get it is because in they, it seems to make them completely ignore the opportunities that they, are, they have been given in the past or that they are currently being given. Like, uh, like, like if, if, some, if, you, if you're waiting for a job in a in a sector that's mm. like very very popular, so there's there's a lot of competition. It's as though you're like they're, they're happier to to sit and wait and hope and that one person or one thing will fix everything than they are to actually do the work themselves and 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 mm. make the opportunities for themselves. I don't I don't get that mentality. I think that's I think I think that's why I. Well, that, that's the thing about that. That's what the depression is. I think is just that you're, you're. It's a chemical motivation. Is a chemical reaction, yeah. right, from your brain. And if your brain is not producing that chemical, yeah, then you're not going to get any traction. Yeah, you're constantly. You're not going to get any traction. You're constantly going to be tr- wanting to move 
but not the remaining stationary. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> so at that point, you either need somebody to pull you and push you to get you that momentum, or you need some kind of chemical input, so um, um, antidepressants, antidepressants or whatever, or you need to have you know Herculean strength to get, which is what it feels like to get one foot one foot forward. Yeah. So it's. And depression is a weird thing to sympathize with because everybody goes through experiences, depression and stuff like, like I, I, I felt, um, some anxiety the other day, but I don't suffer from anxiety, but I felt anxious and I go like, well, I just felt anxious and it's justified that I felt anxious at that because there was a rational reason. Yeah. So why, if I can get over my anxiousness, within five seconds yeah why can't people with anxiety yeah and you, with that with that mentality a lot of people go well that's because they're weak or they haven't done this or you know it's that and you go it's purely just a chemical reaction of people not having the chemicals to produce that yeah from either bad experiences or, or, or bad um routines that have kind of left them not producing that chemical yeah or traumatic experiences as a child or whatever the reason is that's how your brain works now yeah i i, I don't know i think my my experience with it i mean i i i had um i i, I wasn't diagnosed with depression but i i had the my doctor told me i had stress mm-hmm. when i was in my teens i think when i was like at the end of high school or something like that um i don't know ex- exactly what that accounted for but it meant that i was like refusing to go anywhere and do anything and i was just like lying in bed all day because mm. i didn't want to face anything or any shit like that which is like again when you're a kid you don't understand what fucking stress and all of that mm. stuff is but everybody experience is relative it's relative to to everything that you know at the time and nothing more um but i think my problem with my problem with dealing with people with depression in the past is it's really hard to keep going out of your way for people who you know will never go to as much effort for themselves as you will. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's hard it's hard, it's hard to to keep going down that road of support of mm. of keeping being there for someone who cannot be there for themselves. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think what that comes down to is just um, learning how to deal with people in that situation. Because I've had similar experiences with um, uh, people where I would be um, giving 110% and they'd be giving 50%. Yeah. And eventually my 110% was taken for granted as that's the standard. Yeah. And so long as I keep giving 50%, he'll always give that amount. Yeah. So therefore, I don't have to give any more yeah. because Nick will sort it out for me. Yeah. And I think that learning from that experience, you go, well, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do all the work for you. Yeah. I'll give you an opportunity where I'll be like, look, if here are a list of solutions for you. Yeah. Because it takes very little energy to come up with the idea of a solution. Yeah. But like, here's all the solutions that I came up with in the past five minutes. Yeah. That solves everything for you. If you want to do that, you can do that. But when it comes to actually sitting down and doing it, unless they're willing to do it themselves, then I'm not going to do it for them. Yeah. So I think it's because there's a, there's good and there's bad. Like I mean, there's people without there's people who are alcoholics and there's people who are friends with alcoholics who will still take them down the pub. Yeah. It's like well, you just need to learn that no, this person 
suffers or it, it does not mix well with alcohol, yeah. stop take stop inviting them out to alcohol places. <laughs> it's as simple as. And yeah. it, but people make this fucking mistake all the time. Yeah. You know, if you want them to not drink alcohol, don't take them to where they sell alcohol. It's quite, you know, it, it, it's when you put it in black and white, it's the simplest thing in the world. You just need to learn how to deal with people. Yeah. And accept that everybody's different. I mean, like I say, like different people getting anxiety or, or depression or something because of stuff that happened to them as a kid or, or that's just how they've kind of added up. And yeah. you've got other people who aren't in that same boat and you go, well, everybody is different. There are people who are more sociable than other people. Mm. There's people who are, um, uh, better at instigating things that or there's other people are good at following right. so yeah there's, there's there's learning that you have to learn how to deal with different people differently mm. and most people just want the universal this is what you do if x happens yeah just like these types of people are x americans are ignorant uh republicans are racist you know yeah. they want to simplify everything down and it's just not that simple no uh, neil degrasse tyson had a quote um, recently which was the the thing about truth is you want to be smart enough to think you're right you want to know enough to think that you're right but you don't want to know so much that you know that you're that you discover you're wrong yeah there's like a certain amount of if you know very little about something you think you know about it if you know a lot about it you 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 realize that it's infinitely big you can't do anything about it yeah but you also said something other you also said um um, you know infinity, right? Yeah. You know that numbers are infinite. Right. Right. Well, there's some numbers that are more infinite than others. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are, uh, there, there, there are rational numbers, like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Then there are irrational numbers, which is some maths thing. Right. And there are, infi- there, there are infinitely more irrational numbers than rational numbers. Right. So, therefore... <laughs> There is more. There, there are different levels of infinite. And it goes on for ages. Stop it, three. You're being irrational. What's <laughs> well, like mass? I think there's a thing called imaginary numbers. <laughs> and that, that's like a mass degree thing. It's like uh, 14 quadrillion zibel. Bananas. Yeah. <laughs> Can't say I'm wrong. I'm at university. That's an irrational imaginary number. <laughs> Maths. You're welcome. <laughs> Here's your degree. <laughs> Go out into the world. <laughs> Tell the world what you think. Tell the world about bananas. <laughs> oh, that was that was. I think that's a rational up, um, curve. That sums up uh, Billy Connolly for me, actually. Yeah. He, he joke about bananas. He said he had a mate who um, he'd have a needle and thread, and he poke the needle into the top of banana. Yeah. All the way through, and he kind of spin it around, take it out like an inch lower. Again, spin it around. Like, Why are we doing that for? Like, ah, doesn't matter. Do it all the way down to the bottom and you give it to a friend. And it was the friend's banana. A friend would open up the banana and it would just fall out in slices. <laughs> 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 and you'd be like, oh. <laughs> what? What happened? Why? Why? How did my banana come pre-sliced and then just never address it? Well, that's a bit weird. I like the. It's just a, I think it's a story about a similar. It might have been the same guy who. It was a guy who. If it was a guy who went to used to go to sleep with his socks on, and he would take one sock off the guy while he was sleeping, 
and then put it onto his other foot. So he's got two socks on the same <laughs> foot. And then the guy would wake up asking where his sock is. And, <laughs> and it would take him like hours because he wouldn't think to look on the foot with the one sock on it. Yeah, that, that's his son. That, that, that is Billy Connolly to me. It's those yeah. kind of um, innocent, yeah. but, you know, you that's know, Yeah, it's a joke stories. that doesn't hurt anybody, but it's, it's <laughs> fucking stupid, but it's great. It hurts the guy who's looking for his sock. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he should have been filing his taxes. Now he's gotten fined, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Billy. <laughs> I know you're trying to keep it all nice in here. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm going to jail. So it's three to five. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my banana. Yeah. <laughs> For more episodes the second they leave our disgusting workstations, head over to www.pullingteeth.audio and remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn, maybe all three. Ratings and comments would be nice as well. If you've got any questions or comments, find us on Twitter at PullingTeethPod. For anything more extensive or of a private or personal nature, or if you've got some kind of moral objection to social media, you can drop us an email at podcast at pullingteeth.audio. For more from me, head to stevemilligan.net and find us both on Twitter at singitsteve and at nicksnip. This has been Pulling Teeth. See you next week.